we got fairies, but they're drowning. Good, you know, maybe that fucking hellspawn bibble will finally die. Guys, welcome to the Mess of a Midnight podcast, the show that's stuck between a fairy and a mermaid and can't choose which one we want to end our suffering. I'm your host, Max Steele, and as always, I'm joined by the fairy-turned-mermaid hybrid. It's Michael Flaherty, everybody. I'm, I've got, I've, it's, call me Hannah Montana, baby. It's the best of both worlds. I've got my little flipper tail and I got my fairy wings. Neither one is meant for the other. So, but, but here we are. I'm, Dr. Moreau would be proud. That's all I gotta say. Dr. Moreau would just be somewhere smiling. <laughs> and guys, we are on the downslope of Barbie month here at the Messed Up at Midnight podcast. Well, we only got this one and another one to go. So I'm just like, okay. We can fucking do. I can do this. I can do this. I'm not sure about Mike. I'd hey. I'm. I've. In a weird way, I'm almost. I'm almost one step ahead of my co-host because my co-host is still in the the pain and anger part. I'm in the acceptance territory now. I'm like, all right, baby, bring bring it on to another one. Dude, I'm just. In, I'm just in eternal suffering. But anyways, but besides my besides my pain and agony, guys, today. We are continuing with the Fairytopia series, and we are talking about the 2006 animated fantasy sequel th- thing, Barbie Fairytopia Mermaidia. And we continue with the adventures of Alina, where she has to go save Nalu the mermaid. <laughs> Fucking remember him from the last film? From evil, from evil and underwater shenanigans ensue. So, Mike, we have another sequel here at the Mess Up at Midnight podcast. What did you think of Mermaidia? Okay. I do have to be honest. One, we totally called it that Nala was coming back. We totally called it that Mr. Fuckboy Supreme was just going to make a return. But anyways, anyways, I thought the movie was, I thought the movie was better than Fairytopia. That I will absolutely say. I think it is decidedly better. I found myself to be more engaged. Not very, but I was still more engaged than Fairytopia. Fairytopia, I literally was just eyes glazed over waiting for it to end. Mm -hmm. Here, I was very much like sitting down going like, oh, okay, so this is occurring. This is occurring. I was was more happy that it was occurring. (laughs) It's still still all things considered a freaking crapshoot. Mm-hmm. In in so many territories, you got some things like like the pacing that actually get fleshed out, mm-hmm. and then you got other shit like the characters that just fall flat. Mm-hmm. It's 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 just for everything for everything that Fairytopia did, Mermaidia just sort of switched it. Mm-hmm. But just generally speaking, the shit that they switched turned out to be better. Yeah, it's like. Again, I view this movie as a very much a mixed bag, a, a step down in some ways, but a step up in others. Like the bad guy for this movie, I think, is a like in the last movie, Laverna, she wasn't the best, but, you know, it was it was it was, you know, evil, evil queen trying to take it was it was stereotypical. Sure, but it got the job done. Here we focus on her henchmen, the fungi boys, as your bad guys. And I'm, that's just not the same as having an evil queen. Instead, you're focusing on the bumbling idiot sidekicks as the bad guy. That's exactly. Yeah. How can you, how am I supposed to sit? How are we supposed to sit there and go from knockoff Maleficent to just the freaking cronies that are supposed to run around and hit each other? Like it's we're essentially taking the switch from from girl boss to just three stooges. 
Yeah. Like I mean, that's, that's literally what we're changing to. Yeah, and they gotta go and they have like have scenes with Nalu that are, you know, just kind of attempted slapstick comedy, which is uh, uh I don't Mike, I don't know if you exhaled out of your nose any of their shenanigans, but I, I uh, sure none forcefully. None forcefully. It was all it was it was all pretty standard, standard fare and routine. And with this one, somehow the animation got creepy. Like it got better, but it got creepier. Like we had a mm-hmm. fucking Voldemort sea turtle. Shelly, which I want to oh. get to her. I have things to say about her. She- Shelly lives in my nightmares. Oh my god. It's just it's a it's an angry pink turtle played by Ray Fiennes. <laughs> but it also got somehow it got also got better than the last movie, but like in the same way that wearing like basketball shorts and a tank top to a dinner date is only slightly improved if you put on a nice pair of glasses. Like, I mean, I guess it's better, but like not by much. <laughs> Yeah, I do love the idea. It's like you're trying to impress your your significant other's parents when you're sitting down, and they're like, "Oh, I'm really proud of you, Kenneth. You you wore some Ray Bans to the to the to the dinner. It's you know what, baby steps, <laughs> and it's just <laughs> to just wife beater, just full basketball shorts, just full Adam Sandler going on." And you know, and you did mention some of the like the side characters. I'm specifically talking about Nori. It's like, okay, we have a bit more of a consistent side character presence here. And she was able to have some conflict with Alina, which was okay, but it wasn't anything to like write home about. What do you think, Mike? See, I I agree. I agree. It's like, she's not Raquel. That's mm-hmm. what I'll say. She's Nobody's not fucking Raquel. Raquel. <laughs> it's just, my God, dude, the, the freaking sassiness of Raquel was just such a sideline on that Coke fuel of a trip. But anyways, I do think that I do think that they're they made an honest effort and it shows mm-hmm. and I don't want to knock them too hard for trying to make Nori stick because they're trying to do something, trying to do the like not in my house sort of person. And it's a, and they do hit it like 50 percent. Mm-hmm. It's not passing yet, but you're like, oh, you're like almost there. This is almost suitable. Mm-hmm. It was almost entertaining. It was almost good exactly. enough, we'll say. Exactly. Almost good enough. And then lastly, Mike, you did mention the pacing. Pacing here, apart from like the beginning, which I'll get to, it's a bit, it's a bit more consistent throughout. It's kind of like, okay, same, like we're at the same level the entire, we're going at the same speed. It's not like the last one where it's like things will drag, but then they'll pick up and then they will drag, but then they'll pick up. It's a little bit more, <laughs> cons- it offers like the same, it offers good enough investment for you to be like okay here's what's going on and then once the movie is done you're like well i'm not gonna remember that one which i feel oh, like no no i was gonna say i feel like that's a way that's a way a lot of these movies are like i was literally listening to our diamond castle episode and i was like i do not remember any of this shit happening oh yeah exactly it's in one ear out the other at mm-hmm. a certain point which is definitely not good like the, i shit you not the only ones that i distinctly remember are like Princess and the Popper and Fairy Secret. Like mm-hmm. the rest of them are just freaking blurs of of gowns, abominable horrors, and some some catty female character that's in the movie. It's, that's it. And lastly, before we get on to our drinks here, I do want to say one interesting fact I found when trying to look up stuff about this movie. Oh my just, god! Because oh was, my god, the first one, dude. The I was able to say something. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's everyone's fucking stop. We found a fact. 
literally apart from the fact that Kelly Sheridan's in this one, because I feel like, I don't know, I, I'd feel like yeah. if I was saying that like for every fucking episode, good, so I just kind of stopped saying it. Good to see good to see our girl come back. I forget what, what movie she was kicked out of, but good to see she's back. One interesting fact I found when researching for this movie was Mermaidia was the last of the animated Barbie movies to get a VHS release. How about that? Oh damn. Oh damn. They were they this was their send-off. This was their like point to the crowd, like see you next time. See you later. Like, exactly. It's it's the middle fingers up with the cigarette in the mouth sort of sort of vibe with Mermadia. Definitely. I mean pretty fucking much. So, anyways, yeah. Let's get to the ever most important question that we have here on the podcast, oh. which mm-hmm. is if Barbie Fairytopia Mermadia <laughs> was a drink. What would it be and why? Mike, what do you think? All right. It's I, I got I got my drink here. Um okay everybody. My job was a lot easier because this is a sequel and there's a lot of the same. So I get to reuse a lot of my stuff, but let's you know what, let's do some changes. Let's do a little bit of tweaking. Okay. Barbie, pink Whitney, you get the joke. All right, two ounces. All right, now instead of the old lime juice that we picked last time, I want the old lime juice I I had, I forget what specifically it was for, but I believe it was for like things like the characters and like just generally the generally the non-villain characters and how mm. they interacted with Barbie. And I got to say there is a demonstrated improvement. I feel like the characters in Mermadia are a lot better. You still have sh- just sh- shits like Bibble, who just just annoy the hell out of everybody. But you have the other ones like like Nori, who is pretty inoffensive, Shelly, who apart from being just horrifying, is 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 not that offensive. So mm-hmm. instead of the old lime juice, I want you to get grab some cream of coconut, put an ounce in. You know what? It's not offensive. Does it go with Pink Whitney? Yeah, probably not. But yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We're okay. Now, instead of the dragon fruit syrup, that was kind of the like, uh, these characters, some, some stuff works, some stuff doesn't. I'm moving it around and I'm going to use the syrup for, let's say... I'm going to say for the general plot itself, mm-hmm. I feel like the plot here relate rather than Fairytopia, like my co-host said, it's very consistent. Mm-hmm. The plot's simple, which is okay. It's consistent, which is nice. And there isn't the freaking roller coaster effect that we get. Like it is a same speed sort of ordeal. So instead of the, dragon fruit syrup where we have no idea what that's going to do to the drink let's get some pineapple syrup because we know what that's going to do to the drink because we know what that fruit is okay next we have the villains (sighs) they're a step down they're a serious serious step down fungi is not nearly as interesting as laverna so I want you to grab a sheet of seaweed. It could be kombu. It could be nori. It could be the the, the seaweed you eat. But it's got to be a seaweed that'll taint your drink. 
Mm. And I want to get a sheet and drop it in. Next, got to let it sit for a little bit. You got to let the villains really, really taint the drink. Not in a way in which it makes it grosser, but in a way in which there's this very obvious underlying like, hmm, this is definitely not as good. This is not as good. Not at all. Finally, we have the, uh, you had to pour all that into your shaker. Need you pour in the chickpea juice from last time because we have the same animation sins. There is no change here. They did not improve. Bibble is still here and it is still a freaky thing. We don't, we don't have the gnomes anymore. We've got, we've got freaking, uh, what are they called? Murfairies or some shit. Yeah. Murfairies. There we go. Murfairies. So, Pour that in, get a good shake, get a good head on that drink. Now, in your in your glass, instead of an absinthe rinse, absinthe fairies, I want you to get some salt water. I'm not talking if you if you're next to the ocean, even better. But if you're not, just gotta take some water, salt it, get it as salty as the sea. And I want you to just rinse your glass with the seawater. Pour in your drink. That's my drink. Yeah. You know, with sequels, it's always like, especially with this one, I think like, like we've done sequels before, like with Texas Chainsaw and the after series where it's like the movies at least were different enough to where we could, you know, keep like one or two things similar and then go off in our own direction. But not this time. This time it's literally just like copy and paste, but underwater. So yeah, I'm willing to this let the extra ingredients pass because I did the same thing. Yeah, this is a. It's exactly what I. It's exactly what I expect when I hear lazy sequel. Mm-hmm. Like it is quite literally just the exact same shit, same same animation characters that were used. Just keep moving. Yeah, the chickpea juice with the salt water. Okay, that's kind of vom- and seaweed. I'm like, that's fucking vomit inducing. <laughs> The rest of it, though, seems seems decently pleasant. Dude, dude, the rest of it, though, I mean, you know, sounds like I'd sit back and, you know, kick my feet up and enjoy a nice day out in the sun. So, yeah. So I like it. I fuck with it. Atrocious, though. Uh, yeah. 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 That's fair. That's fair. So my drink. Okay. Two ounces of Pink Whitney. Again, hold on the edible glitter for now because we'll be adding that in later. Same as last drink. Now, instead of flowers... We have an ocean thing going on with this one. So I guess kind of by proxy, we need to include rum somehow in this drink. So toss in an ounce of cheap rum just because, you know, ocean. But it's in the so, yeah, this movie is in the ocean and everything. And it's just so blue. Like this movie was definitely like, okay, it's underwater. Make everything blue. So for that, I'm going to say add in some blue curacao. About three ounces. But I don't think it's blue enough yet. You got the pink Whitney and the blue kind of offsetting everything. So go to your resident blue mixer that we have here on the Messed Up at Midnight podcast. Blue Raspberry Tampico until it's the right shade of blue. And next, we have Nori, our sidekick. She's there. There's some conflict. She can be sassy. She's fine. I'm with Mike on this one. Go add about an ounce of cream of coconut. Then you're good to go. Now we still got Bibble. Same thing as last week. Go in and add some uh, blue raspberry prime energy 
three ounces this time because they really try to focus on him with this one. And then we have the animation. Again, same as last week. Add in some CBD that you used for Fairytopia, but maybe add in like an extra drop or two just because of like it's consistently scarier because we have, we have more scary looking characters in this one. And then next, we got to get it all together. Edible glitter, same as last time. Mix in some heaping portions until you're like, you know, a few steps away from mud. Like just enough to where like that's, that is too much glitter. And then maybe like a dash more. And then, yeah, that's my drink. The Mermaidian oh experience. God. Oh my God. It's just, it's just murky blue mud that you've just made go oh my god just so much blue oh we got that prime we got the tampico which goddamn, that is just that's a good poverty just touch right there with just the tampico dude we love tampico here dude we we sadly we do sadly we are a tampico crowd here dude i'm, dude, I'm not sad about that what are you talking about <laughs> Dog, it's not even fruit. They don't even. It's called a fruit cocktail. Like they don't even put fruit in it. So yeah, guys, go go grab yourself some um, something blue, and let's get into talking about Barbie Fairytopia, Mermaidia. We open up on Azura giving a fucking recap of the previous movie. Like, me and Mike oh fucking my God. need that. <laughs> like, the last time on Dragon Ball Z, everybody. <laughs> and this time, like, we also have to shoehorn in our title sequence. And fucking shit, Bilb Bibble is back. Fuck me, corkscrew, and call me Darlene. Why won't he just fucking go away? Yeah, I just, I, I, the, the animation studio is like, the kids need Bibble. And then you just hear like all the people who were doing the like uh, focus groups were just like, Bibble didn't really land the way we thought they would. And Mattel was just like, we've got too much money riding on Bibble merchandise. All right. We got to make Bibble work. <laughs> and then we see Alina and Dandelion flying through their meadow. And no joke here. We are like six minutes in after our recap and our title sequence of the fairies flying through their meadow before we actually get Alina saying something to move the plot <laughs> it's, forward. It's wild. It is wild. I do remember at a certain point where I was literally sitting there patiently watching as Bibble just scares the hose away so that the title screen can show up because that's quite literally what he does. <laughs> and then just, then there's this just intro sequence that just doesn't end. Oh my God. Like you, you ever have those, times when you're sitting in the movie and you're watching an artsy movie and just the intro makes you go like oh god damn okay a lot of people were working on this huh like that's how this feels and you're just sitting there and like come on come on guys we let's get let's get this shit going i know we gotta you know yeah, say, like, <laughs> say thank you to you know the people behind the scenes which we have yeah, to do you're you're just sitting there seeing key grip number four and you're like does he need to get recognized does he need to get recognized you're like okay let's, let's let's keep the ball rolling and we do get the ball rolling because we see alina and she just loves flying. She can't believe it. Got gosh darn it! But then Bibble just fucking bullets in and ruins the moment by saying, "Hey, something is following me." So Lena fucks with him and is like, being like, "Oh, that's just your imagination." Before cornering Bibble's stalker that's hiding behind a tree, and this stalker, Mike, is a absolutely fucking terrifying. Why don't Why don't you describe the? Uh, and I had to look this up. The Sea butterfly. Okay. All right. 
No idea it was called the sea butterfly, but all right, audience, here we go. All right, take take the envisionment of the Barbie fairy. All right, we got about normal human size, some big pink wings, normal human proportions, at least rel- relative to Barbie. Now I want you grab your grab your knife, chop at the knees. Get the, get that bring that down to size. Next, take the hair, tighten it into the tightest bun. It's got to look like you're in the military or you're like the trunch bowl. Like it's got to be freaking scalp pullingly tight. And then make it hot pink and then give the animated Barbie character just bowling ball sized eyes like anime character eyes huge freaking eyes finally you gotta have a mouth that stretches far it's gotta have this character has to have prevalent jowls which just is shocking (laughs) it looks like a fucking toy (laughs) it does it does like, I understand that the poor animation of the Barbie lends itself to the idea of, oh, it's like you're playing with the toys. Mm-hmm. Totally get that. I understand that. This looks like an actual toy. Not like the, like, ooh, you're playing with one. This looks like a toy's toy. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking weird. So this sea butterfly character tells Alina that Nalu, remember that quick cameo from the last movie? He's in trouble. And the fungi kidnap Nalu to tie him up. It's bad. And the child is like, you're the only one who can help. And Alina's like, me? I can't do anything against fungi, even though she literally defeated them in the oh, last God. fucking movie. It's like, I don't that's, get the it. Equivalent, that's the equivalent of Mike Tyson winning a match and then going like, oh my God, that person you beat in the match, he's back. And Mike going like, I got nothing. You know what? How could I beat him? And they're like, you factually have beaten him. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, it's like you beat his boss and now they're coming after you. It, it, it should just be an easy just one punch knockout and you're good to go. Yeah, exactly. And Barbie's just sitting there going like, "Ooh, that's that's a tall order, everybody. I'm, I'm not sure. And you're like, bitch, how could you not be sure? What? <laughs> so Alina wants to go get help, but the sea butterfly is like, there's no time. We already wasted like five minutes of this movie on an opening sequence and recap. We got it. We got to get this story moving. We, we got to go. <laughs> they freaking leave. There's no, the, the call to action is so, so quick and it is answered so fast. Like, oh my God. They're like, Barbie, you got to do it. She's like, I don't know. And they're like, you got her. And she's like, okay. And they just book it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so Bibble goes with Alina and Dandelion wants to help. But Alina brings up her mom again. <laughs> being like, oh, you can't go. Your mom's going to be mad that you, that you know, you're, you're being out late again. <laughs> I swear to God. I don't, I want to meet Dandelion's mom in the third movie. I just want to meet Dandelion's mom. I want to know what tiger parent this person is. <laughs> like just, I mean, how, how, scared of your, how scared of your parents do you have to be? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's like I, that being said, I guess if I was a parent and I was like, I was like one of my friends just like saved the world, I'd probably be like, oh shit, are they gonna go say that? Not you. You're not them. You you're not him. You're not, you him. not him. <laughs> but uh, but then Dandelion's like, I told a bitch I'm him. <laughs> <laughs> Give a fuck if I go blind. So then we transition to a cliffside where we see fungi 
two of them making jokes with a tied up Nalu. And then we also see the fungus leader. A third one introduces himself as fungus Maximus and his name is Max. Great. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. You got good, good Max representation. Uh, it's this and like every fucking dog in every movie ever. <laughs> that is true. That is true. It is definitely, it does. But it, hey, it's better than Beethoven. All right. <laughs> I, I mean, it's like you can watch a movie featuring a dog and like there's a good, there's a higher than normal percentage that the dog's name is going to be Max. That's just Damn. the way that it is. <laughs> that's just that's just the cruel world we live in. That's just that's just the cruel reality. Dude, it, it's a cruel summer over here at the Messed Up at Midnight podcast. Oh my <laughs> god! Oh my god! <laughs> it's a cruel summer. It's it's just you just see Fungus Maximus turn around, and it's just Taylor Swift, but as like a but as like a fun guy. Oh god! <laughs> Listen, hey, I don't want to say anything about the Taylor Swift fandom. Otherwise, they're going to come find out where I live and fucking murder me. <laughs> it's, I just love the idea. It's just like he's, he's sitting there talking shit to Nalu. And then one of the other fun guy turn around and he's wearing a number 87 jersey and it's Travis Kelsey. <laughs> he just comes in and just football tackles this movie. just literally like 10 minutes. It just Travis Kelsey <laughs> saves the day. It's Travis Kelsey just fucking tackles with wings. <laughs> Nalu. Oh, hell yeah. With fairy wings and shit. That'd be so sick. <laughs> so then Laverna calls Max on his cell phone, roasts him, and then Fungus, you know, drops exposition. They're looking for an immunity berry. Then all she'll have to do is eat it, and then Laverna will be, invo- will be uh, invincible against all magic, past, present, and future. And if you're wondering, did I rip that from the script? I only fucking did it again, lads. I just, Boom. <laughs> that's the way this movie <laughs> drops exposition. Bringing it back. It's, no, no, quite literally. This movie has the worst habit of just their exposition is the most on the nose thing where it's like, Hmm, the immunity berry. You mean they think that will, that will make you invincible to all magic for past, present and future for all years to come and make you able to rule fairy kingdom and fairy topia. They're like, yes, (laughs) it's just just the the worst. I I also want to say Laverna, she's fucking alive and banished off to like the hinterlands. And I'm like, you literally exploded in sparkles. I I love that. Fuck? I love that. We watched this woman explode and she's just chilling. She's like Rita Repulsa from Power Rangers. Like she just God. gets fucking obliterated every episode that she just comes back. She's like, ah, I want a Barbie uh, Power Rangers crossover. That is all I want. I, uh, <laughs> I want Rita Repulsa as Barbie. <laughs> So then Laverna, she hangs up. Nala was like, I'm not taking you to the berry, but Max is like, fine. Then pollutes a single drop in the water, which causes the air from the water to disappear. And I'm like, I'm, I know a few billionaires who would who would want something like that. <laughs> exactly. You just see you just see the the uh, CEO for Shell just like or like BP just like rubbing their hands together. <laughs> so then Nalu reveals that the berry is underwater. The poison's beginning to spread and soon it'll be close to Mermadia. The poison water is about to overflow, but Nalu agrees to take the fungi to the berry and a special seaweed which makes them breathe underwater. So they stop the pollution. 
back with Alina and the sea butterfly in the sky. Alina looks down and flies off and she sees the poisoned water hole. The two fly down and they're like, oh, well, how did it happen? They, they begin to look around for clues and even Bibble helps out for better or worse. And then he stumbles across a shell on the ground that he starts beating on, on it only to, uh, to reveal a fucking creepy ass turtle sweet exercising Nick Cage. That turtle is a thing of nightmares. Why does it look like Voldemort? That's oh my god! It's it looks like Voldemort. It's it's as if the Barbie movies saw Crush from Finding Nemo and went, "Oh, we should do like a girl turtle." Like, give it giant eyelashes. Give it giant eyelashes and make it pink because we have to know what the turtle's packing. And then on top of that, give it two holes in its face instead of a nose because Crush didn't have a nose for he totally did. But no, he he didn't have a nose. It looked more like an arch. It wasn't just a flat face. Yeah, exactly. He didn't look like a freaking like one of those cats that they got punched. So back in the sky, Alina and the sea butterfly spot Nori, a mermaid friend of Nalu's, and the sea butterfly is hesitant to go see Nori, and then she, the sea butterfly flies off, never to be seen again throughout this entire movie. Guys, I love it. The sea butterfly fucks off. She's like, she's like, oh, cool. All right, you're here? All right, I'm out. <laughs> she just fucking dips. She's just Hell chilling yeah. at the... He's just chilling at like the fairy version of like IHOP or Waffle House, just just sitting there, just eating, just chilling and vibing. Dude, just eating, eating up her ocean hash browns, just watching a cook fight a fucking well, octopus or some shit. I, I love, I, dude, I love that idea where it's just like where it's just another like like butterfly, sea butterfly, just like cooking up a pair of hash browns, and a drunk octopus comes in and starts just starts screaming at it, and they just start throwing down. So then Alina goes to see Nori, who gives like passive-aggressive marks. They're, they're butting heads here, you see. And Alina's like, Nalu has been kidnapped. The sea butterfly told me, and Nori doesn't believe it because Nalu would send for her instead, and Nori doesn't need the help of some fairy. This muse, this movie has racism in it. <laughs> I love that. I was, I was either just saying like, I don't need the help of a fairy. And I was like, oh damn, we dropping the hard F. Okay, shit. I'm like, damn, we, 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 yeah, this movie is really like, real like, mm, why don't you go back to where you're from, Barbie? <laughs> like, shit, Dory. All right, really ta- tackling some heavy themes here in Barbie Mermaidia. <laughs> It's, it's, I just can't wait for, I can't wait for a fucking fairy character to just get bust into a mermaid school. So then the two argue, Nori tells Alina to piss off and then dives in the water. Bibble and the turtles show up and Alina's hesitant on going home. And, you know, they're like, oh, we can't breathe underwater. If only they had seaweed. But then the turtle found some of the magical seaweed. We get shitty Bibble humor and the creepy turtle can lead them to Mermaidia. So Alina and Bibble go under the water and swim around the ocean. So the three like swim around and but something is following them. And then it's revealed to be a dolphin. And I'm like, you couldn't fucking scare me movie. And then we get more swimming. And I'm like, is there a point to fucking any of this? Even life. And the dolphin and the turtle swim off in one direction while Alina and Bibble swim off in another. The turtle turns around and grabs Alina and points her in the right direction. But up the other channel is the carousel of confusion. And I'm like, huh. I guess we'll get to that later. And then we immediately go there with Nalu and Fungi water. I love that. I love that. They they really sat there and just went, you don't want to go there. 
that's the carousel of confusion. It's really dangerous. And you're like, oh, shit. Okay, so there's going to be a showdown at the carousel of confusion. And then just fucking five seconds later, you just see Nalu, Maximus, and the gang just, all just in the carousel of confusion. I'm like, all right, shit. I guess we're, guess we're, guess we're doing it now. Yeah, all of the scenes in this movie with Nalu and the fungi, it's just attempts at comedy that do not work. So... I'm just so they keep fucking turning left and that's the joke. Do it do I really need to say any more about it? No, I don't. Moving on. Back with Alina and the animals, they enter Mermadia, and it's so beautiful in the same way that a pug drowning is beautiful. <laughs> Whoa. It's, you just see you're just like you're like you're like Sparkles is having fun swimming. Oh, look at her! She's having so much fun. You just hear arf, arf, arf. It's just like just see, they're just it's, like he's like beaching. It's fucking poofles from Thumbelina just drowning. Oh my god! Yeah, it's just you just your poofles like as it's just like as it's just in beaches then goes underwater again. We're we're not doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> So what if Poofles was what if Poofles was drowning just in the corner of this shot? Just so Alina, what if? So then Alina swims over to Nori talking to some mer fairies. And these things are absolutely fucking terrifying. They look like boss babes trying to recruit you to join a pyramid scheme. I love that. I just I just I, I all I could hear from them was just like, I really changed my life with Herbalife. I really I really was directionless after college. But you know what? Herbalife really set me on the right path. <laughs> like, oh god. Uh, allegedly, oh, no. allegedly, allegedly, we're not trying to make any claims. Yeah, yeah, no, Herbalife, please. Herbalife. Wink, wink. We're we're so, we're so broke. Please don't sue us over the Herbalife. <laughs> so the Murfairies ask Nori about marrying Nalu. You know, she she kind of has a little bit of a crush on him. But then uh, the Murfairies spot their animal friends and swim off. Alina swims over to Nori. They argue. They do the whole stay out of my territory bullshit. Bad humor with the Murfairies and Bibble. More arguing with Nori and Alina. Nalu showed Alina how to use the seaweed. Nori doesn't need an outsider's help. But then Nori is like starts being all fake nice towards Alina. And she says that, you know, Alina can help her. You see, there's a great oracle in Mermadia. Her name's Delphine, and she knows everything. The problem is, the Murfairy, only the Murfairies know where to find her or even what she looks like. They can't be, they can't ask the Murfairies because the thing with Murfairies is they hate to be serious. You can only pin them down for a meaningful conversation if they invite you in for a snack. If you sit in their home and they feed you, that's when they'll ask, that's when they'll answer one question, and they only eat above water. And I fucking did it again, boys. That's the that's the it's, fucking dialogue we're dealing with in these movies. I, it's, word I love word. the exposition. I love bar for bar. I love the I love the exposition. It feels like I'm in fucking Blade again. Like they're just gonna sit there and go, "Oh, this this that does this upon this on this." <laughs> yeah, it's Hell yeah, but it's like I feel like this movie is doing my job for it. You know. It's great. Isn't it great? You just get to kick back and relax because all they're going to do is just tell you exactly what you need to write down. And then you go, oh, okay. And then the rest of it's just you chilling. So apparently the Murfairies rarely invites you in for a snack. Alina's got to be the one that can get the Murfairies above the water. So then a yellow Murfairy wants to invite Bibble in for a snack. And Alina's like, that's a great idea. Would you mind if I... Would you mind if I joined you? You know, Bibble might be a little bit nervous going into somebody else's house without, you know, me going with them. So that was fucking easy. Alina gets invited in for a snack. So they go up uh, above the surface to the Murfairy house. 
it's a giant flower. What the fuck is up with these movies and giant I, flowers? I, I I just well I just love in this whole in this whole lead in that Nori's like they're never gonna let us in. I have a workaround for this, and Barbie's like, oh yeah. And then they like, can Bibble come up for a snack? And she's like, Bibble needs me. And Bibble's like, yeah, sure, fuck it, whatever, we ball. And then she, my favorite thing is, We're Barbie. Sort of, that's what he says. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Bibble, Bibble goes. Bibble, Bibble just gets a deep voice and goes, yeah, fuck it, man, why not? That's not this part then, of this movie. <laughs> but I just love the like look uh, that Barbie gives Nori as she gets invited. She just sort of turns to Nori and be like, mm, all right, bitch, you're having some troubles with this, huh? All right, bye. And she just fucking leaves. So the Murph fairy breaks out a giant fucking cake for Bibble as a snack, but then gives Alina like a charcuterie board to eat. That's, that's ballin'. She gives Bibble a wedding cake and goes, I got some slices of ham if you want it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like fuck yeah, dude! I, I got yeah. I got this American cheese if you want it. I love that. I love that. Just wouldn't it be great if just the if just the uh, the uh, Murphy just sat there and just was like, oh, Bibble, here's this feast, and then she just turns to like Alita and throws a craft single down and goes like, all right, dig in, she bitch. Just th- she just throws it at her face, just like here you go. <laughs> she just goes mm, eat up. <laughs> So Alina asks about Delphine, the Oracle, and the yellow Mer fairy gives a rhyme answer that goes, you want to find Delphine, it's not hard to do. Talk to the fairy guide and listen well, too. Delphine has a secret which from you she'll hide. The shell matters not, best heed what's inside. So go down to the water now, and Nori is like, I know where the fairy guide is, you know, let's try to keep up. So Nori swims off, leaving Alina in the dust bubbles i think i don't fucking know but alina cheats and flies above the water to keep up with nori and you know this is when we get the video game level where she's trying to dodge all this stuff to not get hit by it's i can't i can't wait for part two of this move of this month where we play a couple of the barbie video games no no i'm shooting that idea down right now after this i've I've had enough i've had enough barbie unless it's the ryan gosling barbie if so I will watch that movie on repeat and just the Ryan Gosling parts. I do Absolutely. Not care. I'm just Ken. He's literally me. Uh, so the two He's make like- it to a waterfall where Nori and Alina swan dive 20 stories into the water below and break their fucking necks. No, they don't do that. I, I just, I, I do. Yeah, I do love that. I do love that. They're just like, there's like, as they like fall down. And I, it's just like, I was like, I don't want to be the jerk here and just like really ruin the whole kid fun thing. But water does turn into like a solid object when you're hitting it at a certain speed. (laughs) So you're going to die. So then we go to a random archway where Nori and Alina talk about Nalu, you know, more passive aggressive marks. Then the ship comes up, except it's not a ship. What? The fuck is this shark tail looking <laughs> thing? It, it looks like if Jada Pinkett Smith digivolved into a giant snail. It's oh my oh my god! Am I wrong? <laughs> it's she's. I just love the idea where it's just Jada Pinkett. You're not wrong, but I just love the idea where it's Jada Pinkett Smith as the fairy guide, and she's like, "Hop on my back," and then it's just you see just like another like sort of worm fish creature. 
just sort of stick his head up. He goes, hi, I'm here too. It's good to meet you. And everyone's like, oh, what a fun person. She goes, and then you just see the Jada Pinkett Smith worm just go like, I never loved him. He sucks in bed. I fucking hate him. I, I wanted to screw his friend. And you're like, okay, this feels weirdly mean. You're like, I need to get off at the next stop. Like, I, Exactly. I just love the idea of Nari and Alita are just like, you know what? This feels a little messy. I, it's just, I'm just going to take a, a few steps back. All right. Just, well, guess Nalu's gonna die uh i'm getting out of here yeah you're like this is weird just yeah, give laverne the immunity barry so the this shark tail thing it's uh shelly the fairy fairy brings the three across the water and nori asks about delphine but shelly she ain't saying shit then remembers what the merfairy said about the shell and looking inside so shelly goes underwater then opens up her shell fucking whore to reveal delphine who, <laughs> she she's like she's like we can't do it in public it's got to be behind the, it's got to be behind the cvs <laughs> then we see delphine who is also an abomination against humanity it's like if a cabbage patch kid went on a crash diet and alina <laughs> oh my god i'm on it with my analogies here today. i was gonna say i was like i was like usually i'm the analogy here but god damn <laughs> So Alina asks where Nalu is, but Delphine, you know, speaks in more riddles like a sand crab in the hand is worth two in the shell. All is fair in love and puffer fish ball, you know. I, I yada, love yada, that yada, she yada. starts, I like that she starts spitting like the equivalent of r slash life pro tips to Harvey and Nori. Like she's just like a, bur- a, a sea a shell in the hand is worth two, two in the seaweed. And they're like, what? what? And she goes, uh, early to bed, early to rise, um, makes a mermaid wise. <laughs> they're like, they're like, do you know what the fuck you're talking about? She goes, she's like, he's like, she's like, stay cool, pony boy. <laughs> Please say that at the end of the movie. Come on, guys, come on, Barbie movies. <laughs> so then, uh, Alina gets it though, and she and you know she thinks that Shelly's the Oracle of Delphine, which she is. Which I'm like, okay, what well, was the point of the last bit though? So Delphine knows where Nalu is, but won't tell because Nori's being a bitch. Nori apologizes, then Delphine says they need to test themselves by going I, to travel to the depths of despair. I still love, okay, so they do the depths of despair, blah, 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 and they know where to go. <laughs> I love that Nori's like, wait, you're the you're the Delphine? What can you do for us? And she's like, well, you can be a little more fucking polite. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, damn, we're coming out swinging. All right. Like, Hell yeah, talk your shit, girl. So uh, they need to travel to the depths of despair and seek out the mirror of the mist. In order to succeed, the two must work together and sacrifice. And it takes a lot of underwater strength. The strength provided by a tail, not wings. Alina will need to give up her wings and trade them for a tail, and she may not get them back. Alina doesn't want to give them up, but in case Alina changes her mind, Delphine provides some magical pearls that will give her a tail. If Alina wishes for a tail, then the pearls will turn a deep blue. Then one at a time, they'll fade back to white. If Alina is out of the water when the last pearl becomes fully white again, she'll regain her wings. If not, Alina will be a mermaid forever. Do, do I need to say? Word. Do I need to say the joke here? Do, do I just? It's. it's- it just it it writes itself. It writes itself. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> so Alina what? thinks uh, she won't need the pearls. Alina, Nori, and Bill they head off to the depths of despair. And then now we go to Nalu and the Fungus Boys in some green cave. Shitty humor, exposition, exposition, exposition. I really don't want to go through these scenes because they're utterly fucking pointless. More adventure. They are. Back with I, I I I do I do will say before we continue. I, I just thought of this. 
Delphine really gave her a fucking monkey's paw of a gift, didn't she? Like, like hindsight 2020. That's like the most. This is this is a fucking monkey's paw, if anything. And they're like, oh yeah, you can have a fairy tale, like a mermaid tale. It'll be great. I mean, but you gotta be careful because it'll stay forever if you if you're not careful. And she's like, oh shit. I mean, at least she'll be alive, I guess. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's fair. That's fair. I mean, can't argue with that. But I was just like, I was just thinking about that being like, Dan, this feels like this feels like half of a gift, half of a punishment for being underwater. So back with Alina and Nori, we got more swimming. They make it to the depths of despair, which is basically just a giant hole in the ground. No one's been in the bottom, and Bibble is being a little bitch and waits above the depths of despair while Alina and Nori swim down. And they just swim deeper and deeper, and it's getting, like, fucking purple. Alina begins to struggle under the water. Nori calls Alina a baby back bitch and continues to swim. Alina is getting pushed back, but Nori is like, I can do this all by myself. Bye, and continues to fucking swim down. Uh, Nori gets caught in some of the weeds and pulls towards her a weed cage. And Nori calls out. Alina tries to swim to help, but can't do it. She's just not strong enough. She she, she, she is not enough. She is not enough nobody is enough i i I just i i do love that i do love that barbie is like i can't do it alina please or not god damn it what the fuck uh alina's like i can't do it nori please help please help and alina's literally like eat shit nerd and she just fucking keeps going and then she gets trapped in her cage and goes like oh shit my my actions have consequences help and then like barbie's like oh oh are, are we feeling a little Feel a little like a comeuppance now? Is that what's going on? <laughs> Turnabout's fair play. So the current has Alina stuck in place. Nori is really struggling by just sitting there. And Alina, she finally wishes for a tail instead of wings. And she goes like Super Saiyan 2 and now has a tail. And Alina has just all of a sudden mastered the art of swimming with her tail already and swims down to Nori and poses and begins to free her. Nori's free, but then Alina gets trapped in the weeds, and then, you know, she gets saved. So the two swim deeper down into a giant empty space in the water where they come across some giant clamshell. So then some fish calls out and asks, like, who who they are, and Nori and Alina swim up to this wise fish. Yes, that's the name it has in the credits. And Alina asks about Prince Nalu, and the wise fish says, this clamshell can help. Wisefish uses telepathy to reveal the mirror of the mist, and the two have the opportunity to learn anything in the world they want, and they ask about Nalu. Some fish Alina has met like a fucking day or two, and for like five minutes, she's like, we need to save him. And I'm like, you could learn about the secrets of the universe, but you know, fuck it, friendship, sure, I guess. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. Even the fish sits there and goes, all you want to do is know the location of a damn prince. You could know anything. And the two of them look at each other and go, yeah, we need to know. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, damn. Even the fish is like, you stupid bitches. Are you for real? You want to know where this guy is? Sure, whatever. So then the mirror reveals where Nalu is. He's somewhere above water, but not in the sun. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. She's being hung upside down. And the wise fish blows a bubble to reveal a beacon that Alina and Nori can follow to find Nalu. So the two swim off to... Above the depths of despair, also Bibble hasn't drowned, fucking bastard. And then we go back above ground with Nalu and the Fungus Boys. Max, is, this is the one part that I will describe of the Fungus Boys because Max finally discovers the immunity berry and, you know, gags ensue. So, yeah, cool, neat, good job. 
back under, mm-hmm. back underwater. Yeah. Alina, Bibble, and Nori continue to swim, and Nori and Alina they grow henna tattoos, or just they grow tattoos. I, <laughs> it's I just like that you picked the biggest white girl shit on the planet of just henna tattoos, dude. Am- that, that anyway, so yeah, uh, they got those because they <laughs> swam to the depths of despair, and Alina's necklace is starting to change color. Oh no! Later, Alina and the gang encounter geysers. If they touch one, they will be incinerated. And Bibble accidentally popped the bubble. You know what a fucking idiot. So they argue. So Nori and Alina argue about where Nalu could be. Nori thinks Nalu could still be underwater because Nalu didn't look dried out like he was in the sun. You know, maybe I don't know somewhere still underwater. I don't know. It's fucking weird. There's one place where it would be bright like that through the geysers. So they. Oh, oh damn. So I love it. <laughs> I'm that. shaking. It's so intense. Dude, dude, that was my reaction when I was watching this movie. I was like, oh, damn. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah, exactly. It's again, again, the pacing in this movie is so much, so much damn better. But there are still moments where it's like, we got to go through that place. And like, even even in kids movies, like even in like Finding Nemo and shit, like when it's something bad, you go, oh, shit. Oh, wow. All right, cool. I hope they can get through it. With this, I literally went like, oh, neat. Damn. <laughs> So they all mutually agree to swim through the boiling hot geysers. And Nori's like, listen, I've done this before. Just watch the eruption uh, patterns. And I'm sitting here like, honey, this isn't Frogger. Like, you don't just, you can't just respond. Like, these are fucking hot geysers. I love that. I love that. Just the idea that they're essentially just playing Frogger. Like, just like bouncing from geyser to geyser. And I'm just sitting here, fingers crossed. I'm like, Bibble, please, for the love of God, get incinerated. Yeah, it's exactly. Exactly. You're, you're just hoping that Bibble is too slow and that he just gets turned into freaking baked chicken. So Nori takes Lena by the hand and the three swim, begin to quickly swim through the geysers. Like, you know, they have unlimited lives and, you know, you know what to, you know what they do. They make it through. Except they left Bibble behind, and I'm sitting here like, please die. I am just fucking cheering for that little Chungus Furby to die. You're just, exactly. You just, that was my favorite. They they turn and go, oh no, Bibble. And then you just turn to see Bibble just surrounded by geothermal geysers. And I'm just sitting there just like, yes, yes, yes. Let the Let the fire take him. <laughs> so the Nori swims back and yeah, she saves Bibble. Yay. So the three continue to swim upwards to something that looks like a Grateful Dead music video, I think. So anyway, they're surrounded by magical fruit that gives them really shitty superpowers. Like one berry specifically that's pointed out is that will make you reveal your true self. I wonder if that's going to come back. That, that was my favorite. That was my favorite. All the berries, it's like, what does that do? Makes your hair fall out. What does that do? Makes you seem like an opera singer. What does that do? It reveals your true self to everyone around you. And you're like, okay, all right. You're like, all right, movie. You could at least try hiding it a little bit more. God damn. This could get real existential, like, if it wanted to. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like, all the, kids, all the kids I just are, love like, All the kids are just sitting there just, like, with total bewilderment. And then all the adults are sitting there just fucking nervous. Like, oh, no. <laughs> it's, I just love the idea. It's just like, it's like, oh, what is that? Oh, that's the berry. It's the berry from the tree of life. That's the berry from the tree of knowledge. And it's just, like, all the Bible, Bible trees. <laughs> so you could be as God is. <laughs> it's just Bibble just eating. Oh, no. Bibble is God. So, <laughs> oh, he's he's a malevolent force. 
So Alina asked about the love potion. You know, maybe Nori could give one to Nalu. Nori's shook, you know, but the princes don't love commoners like Nori. And, you know, Nori's like, I think he's in love with somebody else. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. It's Alina. So Bibble starts picking at random berries that make him yodel and I want you, not 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 you, Mike. I'm talking to the listeners right oh, now. I'm, t- I'm talking okay, to you. Okay. I don't think I've ever felt pure, rageful hatred of another thing <laughs> ever in my entire life. Not 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 to anybody, even even your even my worst enemies. Until today, I cannot describe the unadulterated just crimes I would commit on that little fucker. Damn, hate him. I I I agree. I agree. Bibble is Bibble annoys me quite greatly. It's it's just so many opportunities for them to make Bibble like. Actually, no, there aren't that many opportunities. I tried so hard to give Bibble fucking rope. No, Bibble just sucks. Bibble just sucks. And then just this moment where it's supposed to be like the comedy bit in the movie. This feels like the most comedy bit of comedy bits mm-hmm. that they've done in the movie so far. And it's just such a dud. Like it's him. Like I'm just staring at these jokes. Like, oh come on. Like it's him singing opera and then speaking with a seductive jazz singer's voice, and it just pisses me off. So I'm like, much. I'm like, I'm like, get this. Why does he sound like Keith David? Get him out of here. All right. I don't need I don't need Bibble sounding like Keith David. We're we're moving on from Bibble. So Alina and Nori eventually come across Nalu hung upside down above water. Somehow they're above water, but they're not like above water, if you know what I'm saying. And the fungus boys are nearby. Alina's like, okay, well, how do we distract the fungi? And then, you know, spot Bibble. And then up with the fungi, Bibble flies up and sings opera. And, you know, that just distracts the fungis long enough. And I'm like, okay like don't you don't you recognize him and you know so the fun guy anyway they start to dance and tell each other they love each other and i really thought fun guy were asexual but you know is what it is so the fun guy follows <laughs> i just i just love the idea it's just like them just just wandering around they're being like oh give me a second and then it's like boom and then just spores like fly out of them <laughs> and they're like they're like oh yeah and the guy, like the person i was like dude did you just give birth <laughs> <laughs> so uh the fun uh, the fungi follow the abomination known as bibble and alina and nori swim up and free nalu now below the water nalu sees alina as a mermaid and has uh, thoughts i can i can see it on his face so then alina's necklace <laughs> turns white there's only one pearl left that hasn't changed color and nalu says he told fun- the fungus where to find the immunity berry and then back up with Bibble, his normal voice returns, Fungi recognize him, and then point aggressively, Bibble runs away. Then over with Max, he has the immunity berry and monologues. He spots that Nalu is gone and calls out to the Fungi. They also notice Nalu is gone, and they're like, fuck, we gotta find him. And then Bibble flies down to Alina, Alina tells him to get the berry. Max continues his monologue, Nalu flies up to distract him, Bibble gets the berry, then Kung Fu kicks it out of Max's hand, and the berry falls into the water, and Nori picks it up in the water. Three mermaids, they want to go, but Max still has the vial of pollution that could destroy Mermadia. Then the fungi appear and start giving chase, and the three suddenly turn into like a fucking varsity football team passing the berry around. Like Alina. Yeah, I was about to say, they start tossing the pigskin around. It's just, it's just, oh, I'm wide open. And then just, you see them make the diamond as like the berry hits their hands, and they just like, just start running. Dude, I mean, fuck, maybe Travis Kelsey 
is in this movie. Maybe he's a background fairy as like a high school football coach. We don't know. I just you – know, you just see you just see Nalu just sit there and just put on a Chiefs uniform and he just throws on Patrick Mahomes' jersey and he's like, I'm ready. <laughs> Wait, does does, does – uh... Oh fuck it! I'm not gonna go down that route. So anyway, Alina has an idea. <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't want to. I'm done with. I'm done with the Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift bit. <laughs> it's just, it's uh, you just see Maximus in just a wig, just like, just like there he goes. <laughs> so then Alina has an idea, and her and Nori swim off. Bibble starts pelting the fungi with berries. Nalu throws the berry to Alina, whose last pearl is beginning to change color. And then she has she has to get to dry land now, or else she'll be stuck as a mermaid. So, Barry in hand, she swims up a waterfall and makes it to dry land, but Max is nearby, and he wants the berry. If not, he'll drop the pollution in. <laughs> Alina thinks about it, then passes the berry off to Max, but Max is evil and drops the pollution into the water. Alina jumps down to fall after it, but just as her pearl necklace is changing color, she lands in the water, but she has the vial of pollution. So Nori and Nalu, they call out, gasp, she's stuck in her mermaid form. Now Alina's wings are gone for good. She begins to cry. She gave up her wings to save her. Now Max has the berry. Or does he? Nori and Alina actually switched the berries. It was Alina's idea. Of course they did. So they switched it for the berry that shows your true identity. So Nalu gets the gets the berry and the day is saved. Yay, I, I guess. It's it's just so like the thing about this whole scene, like this whole scene where it's a chase scene and they're tossing the berry back and forth. I'm like, okay, fine, sure, whatever. I'm like, it's a kid's thing, end of the movie, blah blah blah. Even the thing where he drops the violin and she like jumps. I'm like, that's all okay too. The thing about it that makes me go like, oh come on, is the fact that they're like, oh, psych, we actually switched it out. I'm like, no, come on. I was like, you could have an extra 10, 15 minutes dedicated to recovering it and having a final battle where you defeat Maximus. Mm -hmm. Instead, they're just like, they're just like, nope, we'll call it there. And I'm like, God fucking damn it. Nope, we got to keep these God, movies dude. under 75 minutes. Yeah. We gotta I was right like, now. I was like. Uh, they gotta be under 75 minutes, and God forbid if one character dies. Like, Jesus. Where are the stakes, movie? Let's kill Alina. Why not? Absolutely. Let's get Bibble should get Gordon sacrificed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, like, like we were talking about earlier in the month, we could have Barbie's occult playlist. It's like, you know, a decked out thing with like, you know, Barbie covered in blood with, you know, goat's horns and everything, and Bibble just, I, just, I don't know, on, on a giant stone about to get his head cut off. I, I love the idea that that <laughs> it's that uh it's like Barbie goes to Barbie goes to the Aztec kingdom and it's just it's just Bibble's about to get sacrificed on like the on like the Aztec calendar. She's just about to get a knife through a stomach. <laughs> okay, so anyway, Alina is still sad. She'll never be able to go home again, never be able to see uh, Peony or Dandelion or Bibble, he can't stay underwater forever. And I'm like, is that the worst thing? The Nori. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the I love that. She's like, I can't, I can't be with you, Bibble. And I'm like, that feels like a benefit more than anything else. <laughs> so Nori has an idea though, and she gets the berry that reveals your true self. And Alina's worried that her true self doesn't have wings, but you know, true self will still be her. So Alina eats the berry. Nothing happens, but then suddenly she glows, more sparkles, shoots out of the water. Alina has her wings back. Yeehaw. She flies around in excitement. Thanks, Nalu and Nori. Everything turned out perfectly. 
Nalu turns to Nori and, you know, grabs her hand. Nalu is in love with Nori. Alina says Nori is in love with Nalu. How sweet. And Bibble fucking ruins everything. And then we transition to a scene with Laverna where she eats the quote-unquote immunity berry and then transforms into a creepy-looking frog thing straight from your nightmares. She literally does. She does just turn into a straight-up fucking frog. And it is very nightmare-inducing because it just she goes from Maleficent to just frog creature with a cape. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> It's gross. So Laverna does the whole "I'll get you, He Man," and then we transition back. I, I mean, she, she does the Skeletor. She goes man, and then runs away. She, exactly. It's it's you, and you see Maximus, and he turns into turn into into Man Beast or whatever the fuck the name of the other guy is. So we transition back to Fairy Meadow. Dandelion's waiting for Alina. Azura appears, and so does Alina and Bibble. Alina's so happy to see everybody. Azura hugs Alina. And Azura, she's like, oh, I want to say hi. Can't stay. Got to go. Bye. But then Dandelion wants to hear the whole story. Azura flies off. Alina and Dandelion fly off while Bibble tries to tell what happens. And yes, it is as obnoxious as it sounds. But that fucking ends. Barbie Fairytopia Mermaidia. Mike, what are your final thoughts about the movie? (sighs) It's better than fucking the original Fairytopia. Not by much, I I do think... Not by much, not by much. It's they essentially just hot swap stuff out. Mm-hmm. I do feel like it's the equivalent of it's equivalent of trial and error with certain pieces and items mm-hmm. with a set certain piece and items. You're like, oh, what about this and this and this? And then it doesn't work, and you're like, well, what about if we trade out this for this? And it works slightly better. That's what that's what Mermadia is. You're like, the tools are the same. It's just they switched something out and it got a little bit better. It's the equivalent of like taking a test. And then getting a C minus on the test, but then the teacher allows you to, you know, take the test again and you take it again and you get like a C or a C plus. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's better than a C minus, but like not by much. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're, you're sitting there going to yourself, well, it is a net positive. <laughs> it's not great, but it's a net positive. <laughs> yeah. So this movie, creepy fucking animation. Um, Fuck Bibble. Uh, Nori was kind of somewhat. She was a more consistent side character, I guess. And mm-hmm. yeah, I. I mean, what can I really say about this movie that I didn't say with the last one? Um, I would really say put this as like a movie, a movie two, movie two. I think movie two. I feel like it doesn't have much of either thing to provide. It isn't silly, pretty colors for movie three. And it isn't like contextual enough for it to be movie one. Mm -hmm. So it's just like this weird middle ground Mm -hmm. where it's like, yeah, just, just movie two. Yeah. So yeah. Anyways, guys, that does it for Mermadia. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the mess up at midnight podcast. Go follow us, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. You guys know the deal. Stay up to date with what we got going on. And dude, we only got one more. We got one more fucking Barbie movie. Thank God. That's right. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned for Barbie Fairytopia Magic of the Rainbow next time. I okay, so they went like for the met they went for the meadow, they went for the ocean. Are they literally just gonna be like in a rainbow? Like, I love the idea that they're going to be in the sky. It's just like they're like, we got the sea, we got the land, we got to get the air. You know, if it works, 
well, it's not going to work. Let's let's just be honest here. This, this no, of course it's not going to work. <laughs> like it's a Barbie movie. No. All right, guys. Well, we'll see y'all next time. See you next time, everybody. <laughs>